0: Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Hello.
1: Welcome, everybody, to our Daddies and Divas Heroes of Gatewitch Twitch uh, Q&A <laughs> session. Uh, we're down a few folks tonight, so we wanted to go ahead and uh, still bring you something, kind of give you a little bit of behind-the-scenes look at the making of Daddies and Divas, and uh, kind of be able to chat with you guys, and help answer some questions that you guys might have about the making of, about how we kind of went through this whole process, and just kind of Go from there. Um, for those of you that are tuning in for the very first time, uh, we can go ahead and do some uh, quick introductions for uh, who everybody is, uh, both themselves and also who they are uh, in the game, and then we'll kind of just jump right into it. So, Curry, our fearless leader, why don't we start with you?
0: Hi, my name is Curry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi, everyone. I'm. <laughs> 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 my name is Curry Kalal. Um. You're on my channel. The end. Oh, well uh, I guess I play off. I play I play Clark, who is a divine soul sorcerer. Um with a little extra that we haven't gotten into yet. Oh, so, we'll get there. Ooh. Perfect.
2: <laughs> um uh, I'm I'm Ben. Um I play Aisk, who is an Arakokra owl
1: mug. I'm um, bird man. the bird boy, the boy, to be exact. Oh, oh,
3: was that it? Okay. Um... Oh, oh. Should <laughs> have done more. Uh... <laughs> um. Hi, <laughs> I'm Lane, and I play Zenta, the half-orc barbarian.
4: And I am Fenris or Dan, and I play Lucius, the druid.
1: And I am Wesley, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master for Daddies and Divas Heroes of Gatewitch. Um, this has been a... Oh, well, hold on. Um, oh, sorry. We, al-
0: we also have Kill Cannon, who's not here. Um, he is streaming right now on my front page. <laughs> he is our bard. Asimar bard? Asimar? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it. Um, and then we have Mag, who is... Sal, our cleric, who is also not right here.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, we have a full six person uh, party um, uh, for our uh, LGBTQIA uh, Dungeons and Dragons live stream game. Uh, traditionally, you can find us uh, right here, right now, uh, every Monday. Um, for our sessions um with this week we're doing it a little differently that next session episode four is actually going to happen tomorrow live same bat time same bat channel um and so you can uh actually catch up if you exclamation park youtube in chat you can get the uh link to all of our past youtube episodes um, uh, episodes one, two, and three are live right now. So you can watch them all tomorrow and tonight and get caught up before tomorrow's episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And podcasts are still coming. We just haven't done it yet.
1: <laughs> yes, that is something that was requested to us and it's something that we are looking into um, so that you can uh, take us on the go with you. And um, listen to us, at the have us in your
2: ear holes while you
0: and, have or, your walk. Or, like, if you have, like, a neighbor that, like, listens to, like, heavy metal really loud, you can turn us up even louder.
5: (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Big facts. Yeah. Because what better way to drown out the sound of incredibly loud heavy metal music than uh, our very own Kill Cannon uh, having uh, relations with a coat rack? Or our very own Zenta splitting enemies in two with her giant (laughs) axe? Or Bengling. Woo! with really? echoes. <laughs>
4: you know, that all sounds pretty heavy, metal,
5: actually. <laughs>
4: yes.
0: So yeah, so today's stream is just going to be a little lax. Why is it, why do I I've been saying lax a lot lately and don't know why. I don't even know if I I'm guess. using it correctly. Yeah. Like relaxed, Relaxed? Yeah, it's yeah. lax. Yeah. Relaxed. um and we're just going to answer some questions that anyone has and I think
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. I lost what you we, uh, uh, we have uh, some series of questions to kind of get the dialogue started, uh, and then if anything kind of comes up through chat, feel free to go ahead and uh, send us some questions or comments uh, in chat, and we can kind of help elaborate on some things or answer your questions as we go. Uh, so uh. to get us started, um, I know that. Uh, I know that Curry, Ben, and Lane, uh, this is your very first uh, D&D experience that you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Fainris, this is uh, you are a veteran to D&D. Yes. And you've played in, in many games, and I believe you've also uh, uh, been a DM for a game or two, mm-hmm. um, so on and so forth. Um, so the first question is kind of a, a two-parter split between those two things. So uh, Curry, Ben, and Lane, um, what did you find it easiest to focus on when you were making your very first D and D character, <coughs> and all of the choices that are available to you? And famous, uh what did you look at making a brand new character for yourself um, in a brand new campaign, having already played before? Uh, we'll kind of start with Curry. So, what did I find easiest when I made my character? <laughs> Uh, like, like, what did you, what did you kind of gravitate to first? Because whenever you're making a D and D character, there are a lot of choices that you can make. You can make a choice based on what race you want to play, what class you want to play, um, whether you want to cast spells, whether you want to wield big weapons. There's a lot of different ways that you can kind of go whenever you're making your D and D character. And as first time players, I know that that can be a little bit daunting because there's a lot of material there. So what did you find amidst all of that that you kind of stuck to first um, and kind of really helped kind of guide you in the direction with making your character?
0: So I'm pretty sure like I always want to play a magic caster in anything I play, Um, whether it be like World of Warcraft, other games, I always want to be magical, like live in that fantasy world of like doing something I can't do in real life. So like instantly was drawn towards either being a wizard or a sorcerer. But I think what drew me towards being a sorcerer more was the fact of like it being like in their blood and like it being a little wild and like uncontrolled and stuff like that. And I think that is what drew me to that. And then my backstory
1: like which we will of course explore during the actual episodes themselves but that that kind of they like played taking into it, like, of, yeah, yeah taking that idea of innate magical ability and then kind of like branching off of that and really like taking that root concept and building on top of it
0: yeah so definitely that um and I did write seven pages of backstory, but, you know. It wasn't...
1: <laughs> <laughs> which he is very, very excited to very share through, uh, <laughs> through our episodes. Uh, ben, was there, there anything in particular that you kind of uh, uh, kind of like really grabbed onto when you first started looking at everything?
2: Um, well, I guess, like, I think the main decision was, like, class and race, um, which is, I think I probably... Was thinking about like the combinations of them rather because I think like I looked all the races and then I looked all the classes and like famous that help us out as well and I was able to kind of like be like what kind of things would be good if I was this race what kind of things would be good if I was this one what races would be good if I was this class and then I kind of like jumbled and like played around with it for a bit but then also like pay attention to be like what would just be cool to play as um, so I ended up setting on the on the birdman so. <laughs> it's just like flying is really cool um in a lot of games i tend to enjoy playing characters that are very like dexterous and like um can just like move about very quickly um and like having kind of like melee power which i'm like f- have a lot of like like in like destiny 2 i play a hunter and stuff and i like, i like playing like quick assassin characters in a lot of rpgs and stuff like that so that's kind of Got what it. drew me to, to even though like monk isn't really like assassiny but, like I guess it can be later down the line but um uh that's why I like almost ended up picking um rogue but then I like, still on monk
5: gotcha so I felt like it, would,
2: it would be a little bit more interesting because I felt like it probably fits the kind of personality that I wanted to go for and the kind of backstory that I wanted to build yeah
1: I think that's really, really cool. And I I love that both of you have already mentioned, um, and this is something that I often suggest to new players whenever they're first starting out, is take a look at the mediums that you already interact with, video games, TV, so on and so forth, and think about the types of characters that you usually gravitate to in fantasy or sci-fi or, like, action-adventure stories. Do you tend to gravitate towards the people who are spellcasters? Do you tend to gravitate towards the people who are, like, the dodgy characters that can get in quick and quiet and get out and uh like are unhindered do you uh, tend to go for the more bruisers um that usually ends up kind of telling you automatically what type of play style you prefer to be which means the type of character in DD that you're going to have the most fun with um lane
3: (laughs) i feel like it's funny that you say that because um when i was trying to decide i I was um more on the tail end of of being invited to the group so i I had the chance to kind of see what everyone else was planning on playing Um, and i normally kind of go more for ranged type characters whether it's a spellcaster or like a ranger archer that kind of thing um but I mean, in a lot of games, I, I play a, a variety of different characters, sometimes warriors or like a guardian type paladin kind of thing. So there's precedence for playing something that's a little bit different than, you know, kind of my norm.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I saw that we had quite a few spellcasters in our group. Um, and not being overly familiar uh, with DD, I was like, oh, do we have someone in the group that can actually tank? I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> think so. Um, so my approach was a practical one. Um, and I decided to look at the class first. Um, and I chose to go barbarian, because I know that they can be, based on what I ended up reading, because I actually did not know prior to that, <laughs> um, that you know they can be fairly damage-heavy, um, but they can also be fairly tanky, depending on um, choices that they make as they level up so that was kind of my starting point um and after that um like choosing race i I basically did a little more research figured out what would synergize best with barbarian um and went from there and then after that i feel like every decision that i was i've like made in regards to zinta is just purely flavor related I like, I I exhausted all my my practicalness and
1: now I just want to do whatever the hell I want. 100%. And that, like, some of the most fun characters end up that way because a half-orc barbarian is not, like, it's one of the kind of, like, go-to combinations um, for, like, characters when you're starting out and things like that. But at the same time, you put a ton of effort into making zenta this very unique very fun and different character than just i get angry and smash things (laughs) yep and it's it's really really fun to uh uh it's really fun to see that kind of uh that kind of creativity build on uh that Um, more well-seen combination of of kind of choices. And it's good to show folks that it's okay to have a little bit of give and take whenever you're kind of like making characters as a group. Um, And I think that shows a lot of uh, like, mindfulness of looking at the entire group and going okay, well, I see that there are tons and tons of very, very squishy spellcaster people. Somebody should probably stand in front of all of them so that they don't get one hit and die. Um, <laughs> and so there, there's definitely a lot of, of thought that goes into that as well that's um, that's really, really exciting to see. Oh, and oh. Oh, sorry, no, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, Fane was a huge part of that, too, because I, I feel like I would have rolled her a little more traditionally in terms of her her stats, but um, Fane encouraged me to allow her to have flaws.
1: So. Yes. And that's flaws and weaknesses in a DD and d character is hands down where that's so the much of the fun is going to come yeah. from. <laughs> because... Uh, It's those moments when you fail absolutely miserably at something that something really, really special and fun kind of comes out of it. Um, Fane, so you had a little bit different experience because uh, you are uh, quite familiar with D&D and d and you played in many different campaigns. Um, So with that side of things, what was something that kind of you wanted to focus on and gravitate towards whenever you were uh,
4: building your character? When, when I'm building a character, there's a few different things. There's like a checklist that I go through, and it's it's different depending on the campaign, the group. There's all, obviously a whole bunch of factors. Um, I, much like Lane, um, I like I end up filling in the group. So like, I take a look at whatever. I, I want everyone else to be able to play what they want to play so that then whatever is left over, whatever I feel like the group necessarily needs, I can fill that role. Um, so I, I keep that in mind when I'm creating a character first and foremost. From there, I, whatever's left over, I pick whatever class I'm going to decide on. Um, I, whether that be uh, based on the role, tank, healer, damage, caster, whatever that is. Um, I pick the class and then um, from there I don't necessarily pick the race right away. Um, from there I map out like what I would like the first few levels to be like. Um, what Because in D&D, when you make a character at level one, Characters in on level one was with, with the exception of like minor features and spells for some characters They're all virtually kind of the same. We're all kind of like this like weird like we haven't come into our own yet You know what I mean? Like classes don't really come online typically until like three level three or so, you know um, So mapping out what I want my character to be like in the first I usually do like six levels is is what I do like just to get a good idea of the direction I want to take this character in mechanically wise um, and then I pick a race and um, the last thing I do is start thinking of backstory elements, because which isn't always the case. Sometimes you have that inspiration and it comes to you, and you're like, "Oh, this is what I want to do." Like I have this character in in mind. Like I just want to play like this this really derpy barbarian that can't read. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, "I want to do this," or like, "I want to be this like super noble thief that like comes from like a Robin, like a Robin Hood esque character." Like, everyone has their own inspiration, um, but the groundwork I do making the class and the race. Is just the framework, and then like filling it in with all that delicious backstory is like what really makes that character come to life. It's, ah, it's one part. I love it. I love it.
1: I love hearing all the vastly different methods that people have when creating their characters. Um, and I'm sure that. If all of you went to play in another game or a one-shot or anything like that, and you had to create a new character, some of you would likely use similar methods of character creation. Some of you would try something completely different than what you had done for this game, um, just to kind of see what else you can come up with. Maybe you end up sticking towards a specific uh, play style. Maybe you do always play spellcasters, um, or maybe you try to change it up, and you end up playing like a very melee fighter type character, so on and so forth. Um, And that's one of the things that I really, really love about this game, is being able to kind of take that concept of character creation and uh, kind of do your own little take on it. There's so many different equations to to figure it out. Yeah. Um, So taking a step back from the actual uh, game itself and kind of going back to the uh, very, very beginning... Uh, let's talk about how the heck this little <laughs> thing came together how uh this all kind of started and um kind of just uh talk about the the whole process of uh in like the actual inception of the idea all the way to us going live very very nervously for the very
4: first time three weeks ago i think uh i think it all i was just an innocent bystander i think i was just trying to like live my life streaming and then like in my chat was <laughs> Korean and uh, Wes and we started talking about D&D and like it just kind of like evolved from there right like there was I, interest. It started
0: with a sentence you know what would <laughs> be really really cool if we could do a and d campaign where the monsters are, or whatever it was named after drag queens and I said daddy's in drag queens and then Wes just happened to be in chat and he was just like I'm a DM and <laughs>
4: He's
1: <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great." No, it was so funny because, like, we had we had all started realizing I think within that last week because I started uh like talking in chats about the different D and D games that I was playing. Yeah, and that got Fane and I talking about it, and then Curry was like, "That would actually be something really, really cool, really, really interesting to do," and then that day in the fans chat ever like all of those little tiny pieces just ended up like clicking fitting in together and then all of a sudden we were like wait can like we do this like, like this do, you, do you want to start this <laughs>
0: and then yeah like i i like went to kill i was like hey like are you interested and he was like down for it and then we recruited lane and ben and and, and mag and
1: here we are we were just off to the races and this was this kind of like comes into one of the other questions i was just kind of like works better as a little bit open discussion but this is the first time any like i i know that fain you have done streaming D before yes um but this is kind of the first time that um any of us have really done any kind of project like this really yeah um <laughs> And so this was uh, like, I, I had done some streaming D&D before, but it was like all in person. Um, and uh, so it was very much similar to just kind of uh, kind of like a, a critical role type situation with everybody actually physically in the room together. Yeah, This was the first time that it was a completely 100% online D&D game experience. So this was very different than anything, I think, that a lot of us have done before in streaming. Um, and Curry, Ben Faye, Lane Yall would have more insight onto the back, some of the back end of this.
0: Yeah, so um, like once you said that we would be down to do it I, like, I went, again, I went to, like, some other people who, like, I thought would be interested because I was thinking, like, if we're going to do a D&D campaign and make it LGBT LGBTQIA plus themed, like let's get some, like, awesome people in here. And I the amount of people who were wanting to jump in was astounding, but like we had to be like, sorry, like we have people in mind already. Um Better luck next time. Well, not like that, but you know what I'm saying. Like,
1: <laughs> it's okay. Anybody who is thinking about it, we are still brainstorming yeah. one shots and extra things. So like, don't worry. There'll be more campaigns. Don't have so many of you in mind. Yeah,
0: Um but yeah, like. um um lane who's ever been a streamer before is here and like i i told west cool. day one i was like i want to do this i have some streamers in mind but i want a girl i want a girl on our team <laughs> like
3: glass could fill that that role that for you. <laughs> i'm
0: saying like it had. we need some girl power in here you know some of that and like who better than lane who has been like Bringing Zenta to life in her own special way—it's great. A fan favorite, apparently. Um,
4: yeah, more, more than just being a girl, like personality-wise, Lane. Like, like I feel like anyone who's watched the show sees how necessary you were to
5: this
4: <laughs> yeah. and so the show. Yeah, balance. Much
5: group, a
3: group of crazy people has to be by so saying um,
1: something along those lines.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, it transcends the game it's also out of game too <laughs> like, yeah.
1: um, and, yes. it, and more than anything uh like I, I do think uh that mindfulness of uh representation is very very
0: important 100%.
1: especially in the lgbtqia plus community yeah.
0: um, um i was gonna say something but i forgot what i was gonna say good
3: um, i would <laughs> Noteworthy too, I wasn't sure whether I was going to share this or not, but this is one of the, the first things that I've ever done openly as a bisexual woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really nervous about agreeing to do it because of that. Uh, a lot of people in my personal life are not necessarily aware. Um, so this is kind of an interesting way to be Can like, we, hey guys, you should check out this thing.
0: <laughs> Can we also say this? Because there's a lot of stigma, like, I feel like stigma behind this. Lane is not only a bisexual woman; she is a married bisexual woman. They exist. They exist. There's a lot of people out there who say, like, "Oh, but you're married; you can't be bi." Yes, they can. And Lane is right here. So,
4: thank you yeah. for that. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just Thanks. saying. I- though. No, seriously. Yeah. No, that something that's very, very important, and I'm, I'm very, very proud, and I'm very, very grateful that uh, Lane wanted to step Yeah. She was hesitant, but it. yeah. Um, that, that does, it does mean a lot. And there are a lot of people out there who uh, don't get to see that and don't get to see themselves represented uh, in uh, lots of different mediums. Um, And especially uh, Dungeons & Dragons and tabletop role-playing games. For the longest time, uh, queer people and women and uh, the BIPOC community have all felt uh, isolated and uh, shut out from the tabletop role-playing community. Because for the longest time, it was a boys' club and it was a straight boys' club. And if you didn't fit that moniker of what people thought were the people that played that game, then you didn't get invited to the table and you weren't made to feel welcome. And that was one of the biggest pushes that I wanted to make with something like this is d can and should be for everybody. And everybody should be able to see themselves in it. And everybody should be able to be a part of it. And, um... That makes me feel really, really proud and grateful that uh, Lane wanted to step forward and take part in this uh, as her true self.
0: Love you, Lane. Thank you.
3: Don't make me cry. I
0: already saw you wipe away that tear.
5: What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But yeah, so we got Lane, and then, you know, I. My streamer husband Ben is. Wait, am I doing that right? That's the, right the wrong way.
2: Wrong way.
0: Is it? No, it's right. Oh right?
2: wait! Oh wait! No, no, no! It's it's wrong way on Discord. It's The right way on straight. Sorry.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, got him to be involved, and um, and then I know Wes brought uh, Magan, who also mm-hmm. has never played D D before, and this yeah, is like of- he, this is out of his comfort zone, and <laughs> I think he's doing great. Um, he's enjoying it.
1: He's then, really coming into his own as the episodes go on. It's it's yeah. It's definitely really fun to see. Um, but yeah, our so, interaction for when sorry,
2: oh, go ahead. I was gonna say our interaction for when like I joined was like we were in a call and you were like lightly talking about it and I was like, can I come? And then you were like, Ben, you're already in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> i was, like, cool, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um. But um. Yeah. Like. And I feel like from the moment that it we talked about it in chat to the moment that Wes like DM'd me and we started to, like group DM, it took us like I'm gonna say two weeks to like be like June first, we're doing it then, let's get this stuff.
5: Yeah.
1: It was so fast.
5: Yeah. It
2: was almost later, but I felt like we were like talking about it and I was like, can we like do it sooner? I'm really excited. I just want to like yeah, start. Like
1: we-, <laughs> we almost did. Yeah. We almost yeah. moved to, I think, the 7th or the 8th. Yeah. Uh, whatever that second Monday was. And, and as we were all continuing to talk about it in chat, we were just like, can can we do this? Like, we to like ahead
0: be- of schedule. Let's just... We, yeah. we did do a it.
1: ton of prep work before that first meeting. And then we had that meeting and we basically had, I think like a little over a week
4: to Mm
1: -hmm. kind of make this happen for June 1st. And we all just kind of said, let's just do it. Let's Let's just go, it's gonna be a week of incredibly hard work. And a lot of it is work that we haven't really ever had to do before, Yeah. but let's just go.
5: And And then,
1: oh my gosh. That first episode, I, I had to like stop keep looking at chat multiple times because I was about to cry literally just like Aww. watching over a hundred people tune yeah. in to watch a group of LGBTQIA players play Dungeons and Dragons live on air. And I was just like, I, I cannot. Yeah. It was so incredibly heartwarming and seeing the community rally. Every single time we talk about this in anybody's chat, anytime we right. walk in and like we say hi to something and I see a streamer be like, hey guys, Wesselhausen is the Dungeon Master for Daddies and Divas on this. Hey guys, Phaedrus and Lane and Curry and Banner on Daddies and Divas on Monday night. You guys need to go check this out. And I'm just like, yo. The,
5: the <laughs> night I, well, <laughs> I
1: popped
0: into KL's stream when he was doing his uh, new player night for D&D, And he was just like, guys, we got daddies and divas in the house. I was like, I feel like a celebrity. (laughs) It was me, Lane, and Wes, and Ben were there. And he was just like, yo, we got some of the cast for you. I was like, what? We're just here to watch you. (laughs)
1: Like, my gosh, we just went to come geek out about D&D too.
0: Yeah. um, I, I think the moment that made me feel like, super gooey inside that's a really i'm not gonna say oh, you. Take <laughs> like, it back. you know what i mean like warm so inside was like cookie. i <coughs> had like a visualization for how i wanted things to look because i wanted everything to look modern yet like dnd i don't know like magical <laughs> and like i had like an idea of like things melting away to show like different backgrounds and stuff and like Huge shout out to Lane and Ben for helping my vision come to life <laughs> because like without Lane's art, there's going to be some mix-ups here because I'm going to show everyone, but like <coughs> let's just do a little peek of like some of the art that she's done. Like, So like my favorite, the rocky stairs, like look at the background, like things like that, the marketplace, <laughs> like yeah, look uh... at. <laughs> 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 All of that. Like, Lane (laughs) did a wonderful job, and, like, Ben helped me with the overlays and (laughs) stuff, and, like, I think my favorite, like, the part that made me, like, feel all, like, warm is, like, just seeing everything, like, transition, and, like, smooth, and, like, how polished it looks on our first, I almost said fucking, I just said fucking, on our first night, (laughs) Uh, like. No,
1: it the the work that everybody put in that like that first week right before we went live was mind boggling. Like there was multiples of those nights where like we all were hopped into group chat for like a couple hours looking over things. We were enlisting the help of like other members of the community so that like we could put together all the different little video frames. Mm-hmm. So that we could see how it would look properly. And like there were tons of people who like ended up helping out. We had uh Ben and uh Nick of Night help create uh some really gorgeous amazing uh logos for us. Like uh, all that whole week everything just kind of fell together and it was <coughs> incredible.
0: It was it was great, and then we have amazing like ambiance and, and sound in the background, um, which we got permission to use, and... That took
2: a hot minute to gather up. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Like, a good chunk of it It was just, like, I was just looking Yeah, um... for music that we can actually use.
3: Yeah, I think that was important to all of us, not just for the music, but the visuals as well, to make sure that they were, like, responsibly sourced things yeah. that, you know, um, sure. They were like free domain, and we weren't going to be, you know, running off with something that's copyrighted. So,
0: and then um, also a
5: lot of work. That yeah, to
3: that.
0: and then like making sure if you know it is someone's work that they're you're recognized for it and such.
5: Um,
1: and that's, that's such a huge difference between putting on an online streaming game and just playing around a kitchen table. Yeah, like if all of us were playing, I have scores and scores and scores of soundtracks and backings that like I regularly use in all of my games. Um, There was uh, a game that I actually used, uh, a soundtrack from uh, the Call of Cthulhu game that Lane also, that Lane recently streamed. Um, I actually have used a number of their songs and soundtracks for uh, dramatic scenes in games before. Um, I use an absurd amount of the Witcher soundtrack uh, <laughs> whenever I'm playing uh, uh, games at home because honestly, The Witcher is just D and D as one person. Um, so th- there's all those things that like have you have to keep in mind when you are putting on like a, an online game that is streamed for other people um, and huge huge kudos to everybody for putting in that work and making sure that we were very responsible um, when putting this together because it's very very easy not to be and it's very very easy and and even as we went through like there were times where like we would put together like we put together episode one and then curry would be like hey guys just checking in we can't use this this and this that we had originally used in episode one so we have to go ahead and factor those out so if you have other things that to bring in like yep. we've been very mindful about that um mm-hmm. so if that's something that any of you are watching on and considering in uh doing your own and ever putting together something like this please be mindful of that and please give <laughs> people the credit that they deserve please use the things that you can use with the proper credits that you should give them because artists need money mm-hmm. or they're very, very kind and they're giving you their work and they need the proper shout outs and support yeah. that they should have. Yeah. Thanks guys.
0: Um but yeah, like do you remember okay, so like fun fact. Before we even launched, we were gonna be called Daddies and Drag Queens. Like do you... Yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, we to, literally it, changed to be fair, it. That's, it... We yeah. did cuz it it was a wonderful name and it literally yeah. is the thing that launched this whole shebang. Yeah. Is like Curry said that in chat and then that kind of sparked everything and everything kind of clicked on that one little phrase. And then the longer that we went, we were very mindful of the fact that none, none of us, of us... <laughs> none of us
5: <laughs> represent
1: that portion <clears throat> of our community. Um and so Proclaiming that as a part of our title um, isn't exactly like very mindful of it, um, so we uh, we ended up really wanting to like kind of stick to the D and D naming, yeah. Um, and <laughs> so we just came up with Daddies and Divas because let's be real. Which I'm pretty sure
0: Lane threw some D words at us a lot. That and then, <laughs> like Divas is like the one that like stuck on the wall, like you yes. know when you throw spaghetti, yeah, mm-hmm. like. Um, she threw she a piece it. of spaghetti and it like curved into the word "diva" on mm-hmm. the
1: wall.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. there were there were <laughs> keywords,
4: yeah. there. Also, um,
1: uh, thank you, Curry, for also saying that you throw spaghetti at the wall to yeah. check. With Diva. Yeah, you're supposed because. to. Yeah, I eat it. I, I say that. Other no, people say that you're not supposed just to. It on the wall. Italians do it. Yes.
2: You're right. <laughs> You're,
1: You're right. Does no one know this? Sure.
2: I know about oh. it, but I think it's just like I, I think it's just like a way to make a mess. No, you <laughs> can just you, you can don't... test if pasta is al dente just by like eating it.
0: No, you just take a little slight, like a,
1: one little, and just okay. This yeah, is you take definitely a, little a slight a <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but that is is one thing that we wanted to do, and then the the rest <laughs> of the the rest of the title. Uh, Daddies, and Deer, Dita, Daddies and Divas Heroes of Gatewitch is um, I just want to be a cheeky bastard. And <laughs> uh, because I wanted this to not just be like us in ourselves as like the players and stuff as a community, like this was really a, like a love letter to everybody involved, all of the community, yeah. everything that kind of uh, come through this. So this, is, this has been kind of my my way of how do I take the idea of like this very regal kingdom and kind of make it a look feel like our own community that we all are a part of. Uh, so I decided that it was gate
0: witch. And gate I didn't twitch. get that until it was said out yeah.
1: loud in yeah. Yeah. session w- zero. Meeting. Yeah. Just <laughs> literally just like. <gasps> <gasps> oh my <laughs> my
5: <laughs> It's getting quick. Like, oh. uh,
3: I remember that. That was the the session we had right before the first live one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, yeah. we're all in there, and Karee just had that light bulb moment. We're all like, mm. uh, just... and I'm
1: not gonna lie, I genuinely wish we had recorded that because uh, I would yeah. love to show people that moment of realization. <laughs> <for playing. laughs> Because it had been typed out all the way up till that uh-huh. point, when we had never actually said it out loud until that moment. Because I was
0: like just writing, and, and then he said, K Twitch.
1: It was like, <gasps> <laughs> and it was one of the most entertaining things in those beginning sessions there.
5: Yeah.
1: Um,. Bringing things a little bit back, I now have a question that we kind of talked about uh, the LGBTQIA community and, like, all of us, whatever. Um, I I touched a little bit on this, but I want to kind of get you guys' opinions on this because I actually have a lot of feelings about this. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your past experiences or past knowledge that you had of D&D before you started this campaign? And do you feel that your that you being LGBTQIA plus um, had any effect on your past experiences or knowledge or lack thereof?
0: Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I think oh. the only knowledge I have of d d was from Stranger Things. <laughs> well, okay, no, pause. I I used to have a group of friends that used to be around here and they would we'd play board games every night and we we always talked about playing D&D or Pathfinder but like we never did because we'd get drunk and eat pizza. So like it never happened because you need like, you know, mm-hmm. concentration. Um but like then Stranger Things, you know, brought that reemergence of D&D to popularity within uh pop culture. Um thank you Stranger Things. Um and then a lot of high-profile actors forward that they play it like Vin Diesel and Joe the old little goalie. I can't pronounce his last name. I think that's how you say it. I think that's how
1: I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Joe Magniello. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, Joe Magnello.
0: Joe Magnello. Um Mag- <laughs> okay. Magniello. Yeah, like a lot of people like came forward with it and like it made d d cool, which I think is a
1: good thing. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it had a big resurgence into pop culture. And, and you are very right, uh, Stranger Things actually did have a, a huge, huge resurgence. Um, I actually uh, started as a, uh, a, a store manager of a comic and game store right at the very release of the fifth edition of Dungeons and & Dragons. And it really didn't start hitting again until Stranger Things started. Really? Uh, we we actively saw people starting to get into it more and wanting to learn about it. And the minute that Stranger Things hit, uh, we had to regularly restock about a dozen copies of the Dungeons and Dragons starter set every single week because we would have people come in that wanted to learn how to play the game because they just watched a group of kids learn how to play the game and fight a big scary monster in real life with it. Um, And they wanted to do that, and I I I think that's really really cool that like we actually had a big pop culture moment that kind of like brought it back to the forefront. Uh, As I had mentioned before, there was uh, you know a a lot of stigma behind D and D, especially when it comes to uh, including uh, LGBTQIA plus individuals. Um, Did you uh, have any experience with that firsthand? Curry.
0: so personally no i don't okay. know maybe I'll have to think about
2: it Continue. Go, go I, had, I, had, I had some good experiences with it because I actually um because uh, I'm like doing my third year at uni now and like um I did a foundation year first and then with foundation year I went to uh the like tabletop society for my university for like the first term we played a we played a game of like seventh seat Um, for the first term and that was like really cool and I I wasn't out yet but I think like subconsciously because the the group that I ended up playing with um like three of them three of them were LGBT um and that kind of just like probably instilled in me that it was just like cool and normal and just like completely okay for just like people like people like you and me to just get in and have fun without any kind of like stigma behind it I like, I really had, like, no mental block or, like, worry or anything starting this at all. But I think I might have had, like, something to do with it. Um, That's awesome.
1: Uh, Lane or, or Fenris?
3: Um, I would say I didn't have a lot of interaction with D&D. Like, I was aware of it. Um, and actually, when I was in high school, I had several close friends that um, made an effort to create, basically, like, a... Gaming group um, that was actually like endorsed by the school, like it was considered, you know, an extracurricular activity, um, and they made d and D group. I sat in on part of one session um, and really, really, really wanted to join, uh, but I wasn't allowed to, not due to them, obviously, uh, but just due to uh, like personal family reasons. Um, but I've always wanted to. <laughs> Um, but just never really had the opportunity to. um, I always thought it would be kind of limited to being in person. I didn't really think about the fact that you could definitely play it online, especially um, with like the advances that we've seen and like video messaging and and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, when Curry reached out and was like, hey, so you know we have been talking about this a little bit and uh, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes, yes I do. <laughs> I mean, obviously I wasn't gonna like go me, me, me. Um, but the fact that you like asked me
0: um, was- There was some miscommunication hilarious. because I asked her and she's like, no. I was like, no, 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 not tonight. Like, do you want to join us in the future? She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I even <laughs> told her cause like she's, you know, Lane's never been on cam with us ever until D &D. and D. And I even told her, like, if you want we could put a picture of Zanyana up there or like, you know, we could just (laughs) draw a picture of you and she's like no, that's okay. And then she just popped in She's like, hi. Right, right. Can. There was an
2: evening. Oh, there was oh. an evening, right? Where we were all in Discord <laughs> together and Lane just like she like had her like normal webcam. And then just like piece by piece she just like fitted up this setup where she was just <laughs> like, Oh, I have this camera that I can use as a webcam. Oh, I have two like software that I can put against a white wall behind me. And then she just like and then just like within like
0: 30 minutes, she looked like this.
5: She's <laughs> like, oh, my hair? So Hold on. <laughs> Salon quality hair. Hello. Oh, my God. No. It looks
3: so bad for the
0: back right now, too. I just, I couldn't, it couldn't be asked to worry about
3: it today. It's like,
2: look at that blown out background. It's like.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> that like, bongo effect. I'm lucky that I'm a, a graphic designer by profession, and um, that job has had me do a lot of product photography. Um, and I would occasionally just be in the position where I would have to do that at home as well. Um, so I have a camera <laughs> um, available <laughs> to me, and I didn't even think about using it. That that kind of goes to to my husband um, because he definitely like perked up when he heard like you're going to be like you're going to be doing the streaming thing and i was like yeah Use the webcam that's like built into my center monitor and he goes oh no no." he's like we can just do this and then like hook this up to this and then you can use a camera and then you can do this and i was like what is happening (laughs) (laughs) um so definitely credit goes to him on on doing that, but i think I was really really nervous about being um, like live um and curry was really and ben too was like uh, a huge driving force in like encouraging me to to go ahead and do it we
2: were literally both like all the corner, just been like yes you fucking incredible
1: we need to do this <laughs> <laughs> 99% <of> the camera <laughs> so, and, and now you regularly stream uh you yeah. uh get twitch <laughs> affiliate so already like you are on it mm-hmm it was, it was such a, like, seamless, like, complete. It it. Wow. And it was amazing.
4: <laughs> uh, <it's> just like,
1: no worries. Fain, last to you, did you, um, um, growing up, did you encounter any, um, uh, either like encouragement or uh like opposition um as a lgbtqia plus uh, individual uh, when it comes to
4: dungeons and dragons so for me neither um okay. it never it never really was a, a factor if that makes sense like it never i never felt dissuaded or encouraged in that in that regard as well because when i think i was first ex- exposed to dnd i was maybe like six or seven like mm-hmm. and my my much older brother he's six years older than me so he was like 12 13 at the time him and his friends would play and like i i really wanted to play because i i idolized my brother growing up i always played video games and like would watch him play and like he played DD and i was like i want to play this and like of course like i'm the little six year younger little brother like super annoying playing dd i played like maybe once like they never asked me to play again and like <laughs> uh but as i grew up like i friends this was like after college like i found friends that like were interested and i was like yeah like i can play this i had just visited some, visited some friends in mark for mardi gras and like we just they were like hey we played D. do you want to play tonight and i was like yeah sure and like it just happened um and from there i like started playing more and got other people interested and like i started playing in adventure leagues when i moved away D- that's a that's a good point to make is that D was a big thing when i moved away from home first time it's like I didn't know people where I lived excluding the people that I was living with and like I was able to go to a game store and just like felt super comfortable with these total strangers over a shared hobby you know what I mean like the storytelling and the friendships that you make from D&D are unparalleled in some ways like it's just it's very beautiful Um, it's it's an incredible experience and I think in in that regard like it's i've seen it been, it has been more encouraging to include people in the experiences that I've had. Is that like aside from being the younger brother that I didn't that I didn't want in the game like it just people really want you to play they they like having the groups they like having those shared experiences just hanging around a table together like making stupid jokes and doing stupid things and killing stupid monsters <laughs> it's like it's awesome <laughs> so i had a lot of fun with dnt
0: um anyway. i do want to say something i was thinking of I do regret not getting into D D before because I mean I went to I went to film school and I wanted to be like a writer. Me jumping into it now, like the amount of creativity that goes into creating a character and like writing backstories, I went crazy. Seven and, pages. Yeah, seven <laughs> pages. Um <laughs> And like, <laughs> I wish I had this type of outlet growing up and in high school and in college, because I feel like I probably would have maybe stuck with it. I mean, I don't regret dropping out of film school. It's whatever. But I feel like if I had this, I might have seen it differently, but still have dropped out. Um, but like, <laughs> I feel like d d in a creative writing aspect should be something that if you're going to be in writing, if you're going to be doing anything that deals with world building, world creation, character creation, definitely try picking it up. At least a one shot, just like dive into it a little bit. Cause like it does get those creative juices flowing and like mm. gooey, as you said, uh, gooey it inside. Does. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I think whenever I would hear about D and never realized because like, a lot of times that you see D and D pop culture, you don't see the 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 buildup. You don't see the, you know, from start to the time they go into actually playing a session. You see the session, you know. So like, mm-hmm. I never realized the work and like the the. I don't know. I don't want to call it work because it was fun for me. I loved it, but like the stuff you do beforehand. Um, and honestly, I liked it more. I mean, I love the sessions, but like. My favorite part was creating the stuff I created before our sessions. Like I As much as it stressed out your poor little heart. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well I deadlines.
2: I get
0: anxiety with deadlines. So <laughs> I had to
2: just I had to be like Kari, we're fine. This is like this is like easy. This is like repetitive tasks. We're gonna be fine. I remember like even like early on when we like decided and you were like already stressed about how we were gonna sort out cameras and i was like i have an idea in my head about how we could do this and then i just went into obs
0: and did it and you were like oh <laughs> yeah i
5: have
0: to thank you ben a lot for keeping me calm
2: <laughs> i was just like we got this it's fine you're just like and like like we had we had like four days until the first session you were just like there's no time and i was like there is so <laughs> much time <laughs>
0: i was like there's a time we- there is the we have the opposite of that. <laughs> oh man, oh god! I I I apologize to everyone like on a daily basis because I felt like I was super unbearable and like no not down people's no. backs and stuff. No. And I was and, like, every,
2: and every single time it would say this that you were.
3: No, you know <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there, Curry. Like, absolutely not. I think if anything, your enthusiasm and like passion for. The vision that you had kind of created in your head um, made the rest of us also really excited about it, and I think Absolutely. that end product um, ended up being that much better. So, no need to
5: apologize. Yeah,
3: because
2: <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like we need. I needed like direction and stuff. Because like, because like I wouldn't have been able to like think of all the things that we needed and stuff. But you just gave me a list, and I just mm-hmm. like got to work, and then I. Like, we just like, but me and you sat in Discord, like, probably like six all hours a day, for, day. all Gross. week, like probably more than that. But like, probably like six hours plus a day for a week, me and you were in like the cool of just like doing stuff.
0: <laughs> I loved it, but it was also a really good bonding time. So oh, like, it was really good. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. um,
2: But
0: like, because like every time
2: we'd finish a part, I'd be like, look at this. And you'd be like, cool. <laughs> and then we both get excited about it. But
0: like every time I come with an idea, I'd be like. Can you do this? Can we make this happen? And like, we would brainstorm how to make it happen. And every idea we came up with, it happened, like all of our ideas, (laughs) all of the things that you see on our streams are user created between Lane and Ben and myself. And like, there was nothing that we thought about that we didn't do, which I'm really proud Mm -hmm. of. So, and I'm still thinking of things. So we, we
1: continue to, we, we continue <laughs> dropping so many ideas in group chat and we have uh breakout sessions every week after things we check in with each other. This has been one of the most like um, like open and communicative groups I've ever like had the pleasure of working with in any kind of D&D game, whether it be online or in person. Um And I I think it just shows how much every single person is so incredibly passionate about putting as much as they can into this and really making this something special. Like we like the uh, the idea for backdrops and like setting music and all of that, like we took that idea and then. That was some of the things that, like, folks couldn't stop raving about that very first episode, is, like, how much that little, like, that little touch that took so much effort on everybody's part, like, really pushed things that much further, and I think it just, it goes to show how incredibly wonderful this has been, and... How much we're gonna keep trying to push it further and further and do more and more and more.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people think that like okay, they have everything done in place and stuff like that. Like they're just gonna keep doing. No, we're still making scenes and overlays for future areas later in our session. Like I probably well, I mean, think like easier to do now. It is easier to do because like, we know yeah. what we're doing and stuff like that. Yeah. But like I every session before session, I I message Wes. I asked him for some trigger words. Like, hey, like, all the titles that you see on for our sessions, Wes comes up with. It's strictly he just gives me one word, one sentence. Those are the titles. We don't know. Like, we, the players, don't know what we're going into whenever we start a session. Like, we have no idea. Um, Wes has been so wonderful about keeping it a secret and keeping us on our toes, and it's great. It's fun. Um, But, like, we're still creating stuff. Like, we're still making new things and like you're gonna see new stuff every time you come in you know every new area you're gonna see new stuff new music new i don't know just new everything um
1: well uh at this point i actually have uh gathered a, a number of questions that uh our audience has posed to us yeah yeah Um, So I've kind of started this up here. So we'll just kind of like start from the very beginning and work our way down. Um, So the first one is um, at, uh, for those of you who have not watched, spoiler alert for Episode 3. You all have now leveled up to Level 2. Now that you have done so, Uh, How did you all go about the uh, process of picking new skills and spells for your characters? Uh, And I can kind of talk a little bit about this, and then um, I can kind of uh, pass it around to each of them to kind of share a little bit about some of the cool things that their characters got to uh, uh, pick up at this new level two um as well as of course some things that they may want to keep secret and uh (laughs) and some things they may want to keep secret so that they can reveal those special live on the air but uh whenever you are playing a game of dungeons and dragons your characters level up from level one all the way up to level 20. uh we're doing uh the uh A little bit more complicated version which is the traditional version where i award experience points for everything that they do whether they kill monsters whether they uh negotiate their way out of a tricky situation whether they find some hidden things um at the end of every session i will designate how many uh experience points the group as a whole gets Uh, and then they have to hit certain markers to be able to hit the next level um so the next time they take a rest they get to level up and they get some cool things they get more help points uh sometimes their bonuses go up uh if they are spellcasters they'll get more spells uh, so on and so forth um so each time they're gonna level up they're gonna get some uh, new things um and this time whenever they hit level two uh some of their characters got to do uh, pick up some pretty cool abilities um curry do you remember some of the cool things that you got to pick up at level two
0: i haven't picked yet
4: there <laughs>
3: <laughs> no
4: worries, no that we have a session tomorrow.
1: It's
3: survived. Yeah, it's
4: right.
0: I am playing with a couple of ideas, but like, I haven't picked
4: yet. And don't <laughs> no really touch on that? Like <laughs> at level at level two, like, at least for our spellcasters, we don't get access to like newer level spells, like higher level spells. We just get to pick more of like things that we've picked. We've had a choice to pick from already. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we, we just kind of expand upon what we've already chosen right now, instead of, like, getting new things to pick from. Um, but it, it's something important still, like, trying to figure out what it is that you want to take. Yeah, like I, I, a I,
0: I do know I want to do something a little more utility-based, but I haven't decided yet, just because, like, I do have a lot of attack spells. But, spoiler alert, I did get a flashy new glove. That's pretty awesome. In our last you session. You
1: did, you did. I woke up uh, that cool magic item is secrets for those of you who haven't got to watch it yet. Yeah. Um, but definitely check out um, uh, the really 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 cool boss fight that they did in episode three uh, that actually lets them uh, they, they got their first big like batch of loot uh, that they got to pick up and defeating the boss. Um, and included in that is a really really cool item for Curry. So you guys will have to uh, check that out. Uh, like uh, Fane pointed out, spellcasters don't get too terribly much whenever they hit level two. But uh, I do know that uh, Ben, uh, I do know that Ace and Zenta got some actually really really cool things. Uh, so Ben, do you want to talk about what you get as a monk at level two? Uh,
2: I get uh, I unlock key, God. key Kai? key. to say key, key. Yeah. as high. Key? There you go. I think it's ki. I felt like I felt like key sounds more of like a like a martial art thing. Ki that...
4: key.
0: <laughs> key,
2: kai
4: I think I, I, think I called key. it Kai in Dragon Ball Z.
0: Are you asking Google to say it to you?
4: Uh <laughs> Ki,
2: which yeah, it's like is is just the uh, KI is just the Japanese word for Q I. Which is which is key. Key. Isn't yeah. It? There we go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Fun. what <laughs> So,
1: uh, so uh, as a monk, you unlocked key, which actually yep. lets you uh kind of like channel your key and do some. Yeah, cool I get. Things.
2: I, I could do like I can do three extra things now. Just like flurry of blows, so I can um, spend a key point to like do some extra unarmed strikes. What's patient defense, I can dodge stuff. Step of the wind, I can disengage or or dash away and i think i get like two yeah. key points to start off with and then they get replenished if i if we do like a short rest or something right a short yeah rest. and then you can yeah.
1: you can rest up to get those back so you get to do some really yeah. really cool things um so at uh at level two if you spend a key point um you can uh hit somebody with your big heavy quarter staff and then uh smack them twice for a total of three hits on one person or in round
2: <laughs> so you just the old like one two
1: three the, the living hell out of them <laughs> um and then zenta i know uh gets some some cool things i think you start getting extra movement at level two. Oh, i think i do as well i, can just I think you quicker. do as well <laughs> yeah i guess i get, I,
2: get, I increase speed by like
1: 10 i don't know 000. if uh, uh, that, yeah i'm
3: gonna say i don't i don't think so i can see that at level two i get reckless attack um, Bad where I right apparently throw aside all concern for defense to attack with fierce desperation. <laughs> mm. Um, and then I also get danger sense, which <gasps> I mean, do I even really need? Because let took the time sense? to set up all those traps. Wait, maybe. wait, oh, oh, Zenta,
0: oh. Zenta, can we say that oh, they're you your Zenses? <laughs>
3: What I missed
5: the Zensis. joke. Zetsu. This oh my god. My zetsus yeah, well, okay. are
3: tingling.
1: I'm Zensis glad that you tinkle. cut me off
3: though, because I don't I don't want to <laughs> ruin anything for you know some of the sessions that we've had. But but I mean, come on, like there we go. Zenta's on top of this.
1: <laughs> And uh, this kind of came up as one of the questions, and I think we already kind of talked about this, uh, where a lot of folks actually came from uh, like video games first, and then like went into uh, D and D afterwards. Um, I know that's the same for me as well. Uh, I actually uh, I originally was playing a bunch of uh, video games and playing. uh, like reading comics and a bunch of other like tons of nerdy things uh and then i remember being uh 12 years old and uh walking into my neighbor's house to get a drink from playing uh basketball outside and they had their family game of D starting to be set up Aww. on the table and That's i went adorable. what on earth is that and they were like oh well it's dutch as dry as i started talking about it. they were like do you want to come over later tonight and like see and like you can sit in on the game so I sat in a <gasps> miniature game, wow. and then, like the rest is history. Just, Just
3: imagine guys. little
1: little baby Wes, little baby so
0: Wes. Nice. But, okay, I'm gagged at the fact that it was a family game.
1: It was. Oh yeah, uh, mother, father, son, and like a, a few of their friends. Um, like we're all playing together, and I was like, I live for this. Uh, the the. Dad and the mom co-dM. So they actually, oh, they actually oh, they Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they took turns and it was the cutest thing ever. Oh, uh this brutal. one's a little bit more of a, a fun question for everybody, and this comes from your character's perspective. Uh if all of the other characters were about to fall into an abyss, who would you save first? Out of each oh. other.
2: Yeah. I mean, are
3: we going based on personality? I feel like Zinta would be. Um, really you
2: don't need to save me, I can fly, kids.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <Your wings laughs> Wouldn't it be funny though if you were like hanging for a little while, like, oh god, oh god, and you're like, wait, I have oh,
2: wait. oh wait. Oh, wait, wait, I'm a bird.
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel Zinta would be really practical about it and just list like lift up whoever would be able to help her lift everyone
1: out. <laughs> so
3: if you if you're a little small bean, like, no.
1: <laughs> no, you're gonna have to wait either hold on or sorry i mean i would save no one i was kidding
0: i would try to save everyone yeah. to be honest
5: wow Aww.
0: Oh, oh, i can only save one save one
5: could
2: i it's okay, oh,
0: okay. I, think, I think i think
2: character wise it would have first? to be clark because i've known you the most yeah who would you save
0: first hmm. could i okay say for some reason ben couldn't save himself i would save ben but then i would also enlist the help of ben since he can fly to help me save the others because <laughs> you could fly down and start sipping them up i can start like i don't know could i make an ice wall with ray of frost or something like to stop it from the abyss i don't <laughs> i think of things i'll think of things we'll just have to roll out. i'll
5: save everybody
4: <laughs> i feel like lucius would would probably save whoever was next to him, like, <laughs> well, he literally He's was really close to about
1: it. him. Like, no, like, you just needed saving.
4: Like, like I I'm just not, saw I'm you not
3: gonna walk past someone, to you
1: save were the
4: closest. Wait, like, wait, you were here. Wouldn't
0: you be able to, like, druid craft some vines so that we can, like, grab onto or something? I,
4: I can druid craft a flower to throw at you. <laughs>
5: like, can, Good I enough, here's something. your funeral it's flower.
4: <laughs> it's a cantrip, yeah, exactly. A bunch of black roses. I'm just like, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You get a rose. You get a rose, <laughs> Lord. I'll save your memory. OK, Goodbye. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> uh, the next question that was posed uh, actually kind of uh, comes to me. And the question was, how do you become a dungeon master? And do you prepare everything beforehand? That is a, a little bit of a loaded question and that it can kind of be uh, how you wish. Um, uh, I started dungeon mastering with uh, pre-done adventures. So there's tons and tons of adventures out there um, that are already pre-made and actually kind of like walk you through all of the things. And I started with those and I used those as a frame of reference to kind of mirror what I'd already uh, learned and studied um, through my theater arts degree when it comes to uh, script writing, storytelling, um, setting up uh, proper pacing for stories, things like that. And then I just kind of, took a look at it in the way that Dungeons & Dragons does it. And a lot of people who've made uh, stories for d and um, And I kind of used that as a, a method of a frame of reference to kind of get myself started with it. Um, and then as far as preparing everything beforehand, it's a little bit of like half over-preparation and half-organized improv. Um, <laughs> so you, you create lots of instances and you can kind of create a, like a rough through line that's kind of like etched out. Um, I refer to it a lot in uh, the scene from Emperor's New Group whenever uh, they hold up the map and they're like, hold on, I don't understand. How did you get here before us? And they show the little <laughs> map where like somebody should have just followed the thing and these people went <laughs> and then they still ended up in the same spot. <laughs> That's pretty much what you should expect of absolutely every single session of sure a, you know. a Dragon's game. <laughs> is you can uh, set up uh, you can set up a path that you kind of expect your players to take and be like, Yeah, so they're going to like do this and then they're going to find this thing and then they're going to go here and then they're going to like realize it's the bad guy and then they're going to fight him and then they're going to win and then we'll move on to the next story. And inevitably, your players <laughs> will find a way to get Walk themselves over
2: off all your traps
1: them, <laughs> or just like ignore all the traps or all these things. And then at that point, you're like, Okay, guess we're just going to make this work. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that is having absolute trust in all of the players at your table and uh, making sure that uh, you set it up so that they can have that amount of trust with you Um, because it is a collaborative game. Uh, A lot of people look at the role of the dungeon master as like somebody who sits outside of the game and like helps facilitate it. Really, they're just the person that kind of like helps facilitate the main part of the story. They're just as much of a player as everybody else that's at the table. They're play everyone else. Yeah, they're like, you guys all play individual characters and I get to play essentially everything
2: else. The universe.
1: Um, (laughs) Absolutely. and So like we as dungeon masters are players in and of themselves. So you want to make sure that you're set up to have as just as much of a fun time as everybody else who's at the table. Um, so definitely keep that in mind whenever you are kind of putting together your uh, your players,
4: as it were, and uh, the everybody that you want to play with together.
1: Um, it's okay.
4: I, I have a little bit to add to that too. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
4: I, I haven't. I don't have nearly as much experience as you DMing. I've I've DMed for only a few groups, um, of all very close friends, um, and. Um, I know like it was kind of a 2 part question. It's like, how do you become a DM? And then like, what prep do you do? And like, uh-huh. I think everyone becomes a DM a little bit differently sometimes, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, I became a DM out of necessity. Like, <laughs> um, because not everyone wants to DM. Not everyone is comfortable, especially when you're making a new group, taking on that role. So like, we, I became a DM because we all agreed in the friend group that I started playing with after college is that like, we all wanted to play and no one wanted to DM. So instead, everyone got to dm like we all took rotating shifts like we would all have our own one shot we would progress with these characters and like Uh have our own that would like fit in as as we weren't playing or as we were playing um and it's it's been fun learning how to plan prepping is like the most it can be the simplest or the hardest thing to do because like you're essentially herding cats um and like what's said, like you you can have everything planned out perfectly like the most beautiful thing you've ever you know made and like literally 15 minutes literally have had this happen five minutes into a a dang session i've literally taken my notes crumpled them up and thrown them threw them across the room because i'm like all right let's do it like i know i had this whole thing but apparently we want to romance the random npc that i just made two seconds ago on the fly and (laughs) here we go (laughs) like we're going into the storyline and like that's the beauty of D&D is like you can prep so much and not use any of it like but I've always like recycled prep. If you over prep you can always recycle that back in eventually.
1: And that's a that's a good point to make is recycle prep. I can I have in my head the like set specific like there's going to be this kind of encounter, and there's going to be this kind of encounter, and then there's going to be this over here. Um, But all of the in-between can kind of go any sort of way based on what the players wanna do. So if I just kind of set up, these are the usual people that you're going to meet if you go to the marketplace. These are the people that you're going to meet if you go to the tavern. Uh, These are the people that you're gonna meet if you're just kind of like, strolling through the side alleys and the back alleys and, like, the seedier parts of the neighborhood. Um, And then it just kind of becomes, like, what people do. And if they didn't see that particular thing there, I can easily just pick that up and stick it over in this next city that they're about to go to. (laughs) And surprise, I've already got something set and ready to go for that. So now I don't have to detail out the marketplace for the next city because they didn't go to the marketplace. So now I have a marketplace already, so on and so forth. So it's kind of taking some prep work that you've already done Um, That your players may have just like passed over because they weren't interested in that at that exact specific time
4: And then just kind of banking that for later And like one of the biggest tips I have for DMing um, is just like It's it's daunting improv. For me, it was very like daunting trying to like learn how to improv and like think on the fly and like Just keep things rolling because that's like the name of the game. Just like keep it going. Keep it going. Let's see where we go Mm -hmm. and um, That's like the most fun I've, I've I've Experienced DMs, and I've seen DMs that are very stringent. They're very like, This is the, it's called railroading, and like, railro- to a certain sense, railroading always happens in a campaign because there is an overarching story at the end of the day. But like, severe railroading where it's like, No, this is what we're going to do, and like, they'll if they want hard enough, they will make you follow that. Like, but that's not the fun of it. Like, sometimes the fun is finding those side quests or finding the things that like you never thought player was going to take interest in. And, and growing on them, like, improv is, is the beat of D&D, like, amazing. Hmm.
1: We've got a, a few last few questions uh, before we start wrapping some things up here. Um, uh, this is another one for uh, everybody in the group. Uh, so far, what has been your favorite creature in D&D?
2: Oh. The little, little frogman that he gave me a hammock.
1: Yes, James. James. Uh, James is a grung. They are uh, frog-like humanoids, and they are absolutely precious. And I love them dearly.
4: Grungs are amazing. They're easily like my top five D and D creatures. Like they're <laughs> like Got I it. we they're in Tomb of Annihilation. I just recently played through that. Like I finished it this year, and like they're in it. And like I love grungs so freaking much. They're just like. So I like know a little bit about Grungs because I love them so much after the campaign. I've read a little into them, and they're like kind of powerful, like <laughs> like in in groups, like you, like you don't want to leave them alone for too long, <laughs> otherwise no. you got you got things happening, like <laughs> things happen. Um, but I don't know if I have necessarily a favorite creature because there's so many pick from. You could list iconic ones, you know what I mean? I, but, really,
5: uh,
0: I don't think I've really met any yet, other than a frog boy. I, yeah.
3: I was going to say that we hadn't really met that many creatures, but if I wanted to be cheeky, I could say that Zinda really liked troglodytes. She was so excited about them that, you know, she wanted to keep one.
1: (laughs) You all will have to see uh, what she's referring to in uh, the shenaniganry of episode two.
3: (laughs) Karee and I went a little rogue.
4: (laughs) A
5: little? Just a little, you know?
1: Um, I would, I
4: would I say. like the
0: harpies they're pretty cool. Harpies are so cool,
4: and you played them interesting because normally, like, usually in D anD D, harpies are evil. Like, I they were enemies. Like, I was like, oh
1: god! Yeah,
4: yeah. They're, they're I was just flying serious. up
1: and it
4: was like, ah, oh my god. yeah, right. <laughs> they literally. <laughs>
1: And that's something that I really like doing uh, with my uh, Dungeons and Dragons games is um, there's also a really big movement with that uh, going on these days uh, in the tabletop RPG community um, to kind of remove some of the uh, built-in colonialism and uh, kind of like inherent uh, racial overtones when it comes to codifying certain uh, races of creatures as evil, uh, just as like being inherent beings. Um, and so one of the things that I really like to do with my games is take uh, 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 creatures or uh, races of uh, beings in uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and putting a little bit of spin on them so that uh, if you're used to seeing uh, harpies or orcs or goblins, uh, creatures like this regularly portrayed in these very like monstrous, horrifying ways, maybe they're not. Maybe you just don't know how to interact with them at that time, and that's okay and
4: uh, they're just a little bit different. And that breeds a good D&D player, because that is forcing the party to really decide how they're going to come at a situation, you know what I mean? Like, I see a, a group of Harpies, a three Harpies in front of me, like, you know, as they have been portrayed as, like, these evil creatures in the past, like, does that mean we're gonna, How? what approach are we gonna take to this? Are we gonna try d- diplomacy? Or are we just gonna barge in and, like, these things so like mm-hmm. it keeps you on your toes because you don't know what to expect it's it just unlike in the real world like <laughs> you can't just assume things
1: it's crazy yeah so that's that's something that I definitely want to continue putting more of into our game uh, and so that was kind of like just like my first little taste of it uh, to kind of like break the mold as it were so that folks who are, are used to seeing things in a, a certain way get to uh, evaluate things in a different light
4: I will say afterthought my favorite d d creature uh, that I have like interacted with in-game and something that uh, is, uh, pseudo dragon. Oh, those are precious. They're tiny little fairy
1: dragons. Oh. Yep. Yes, yeah, that like look, that looks one. curry. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I want a pet. I want a pet. <laughs> uh,
1: the last couple questions we have are kind of a little bit about, uh, the actual logistics of our game. Uh, so the first one is, what's, uh, does session times vary per game? Our sessions that we have of Daddies and Divas are usually going to be uh, either three or four hours is what we kind of try to stick to. Um, that's uh, usually enough for us to kind of like get through a good story basis um, with some added room in there for shenaniganry as it usually happens. Um, but that's usually what we are going to end up sticking to um, just because we, we think it's going to be the the best time for us. Um, whenever I'm actually running in person, like at home games, I usually stick to um, anywhere from uh, two to four hours uh, with my in person games. I know that there are people out there who can like marathon six and eight se- hour sessions of DD and like more power to you. Proud of <laughs> you. Absolutely. I cannot. I understand my uh, limits, um, especially because I-, I tend to enjoy whenever I am running a game in person. I usually tend to not um, uh, allow communication devices at the table when we're not in break. Like, we'll take breaks, same as we would on stream, for like 5 to 10, 15 minutes. Um, But I just find that like not having that added distraction uh, helps you remain more immersed in the game. Uh, We don't tend to have that problem with like us here just because we're all on camera and we're all actively tuned in. Um, but uh that is something to be mindful of whenever you're putting together your sessions in person. Um, just to kind of like keep in mind. Uh the last question is uh if someone isn't able to make it to a session and has given notice, will there be a guest star? Will you play without them or will you postpone the session? What a good question. What uh, a good question. Well, we, we you're, watch,
2: you're watching the answer right now. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> Not uh, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. as I said, there's a couple different ways with that. So, um, as you can see, this week we postponed the session uh, because we uh, still wanted to have something actually going on right now, um, so that folks still got that uh, rhythm of tuning in Monday nights at insert whatever time slot you're in for your respective time zone. um, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, so on and so forth. Um, But... Um, that kind of gives you, uh, an idea of what we would do there. Uh, we have, uh considered the uh, option for guest stars or uh, guest recurring roles over a period of time, Uh, but we want to go ahead and get everybody used to uh, our own individual characters first and foremost, uh, so that everybody can uh, get used to uh, our characters and our characters' stories before we start uh, bringing some folks in. Um, But that is always an option, and um, there is always the option to potentially have to play without some Somebody in case an emergency happens, of course. Um, but if we are given a lot of notice, we will probably do something kind of like what we're doing right now. Um, and as we continue going on in the campaign, we'll be able to open that up to be able to do um, more like in-depth, actual like character explorations, where folks can actually kind of like ask us questions about the story up to this point, or what the characters have revealed up to this point, so on and so forth. Um, or. I'm so excited. Yeah, I was going to say, or um, anything that you all want to see. So if there are specific things that you want to see in this kind of Q&A-type slot that we do, uh, go on over to the Fabulous Khalil's Discord, and there are many different places in there where you can uh, give us shout-outs and information and drop some uh, info there. Um, Yeah. Uh, For those uh, uh, interested... Um, we should actually have our officially licensed character art in, uh, I believe, uh, like, middle October of July. Month
5: month? Yeah. Middle like of middle
1: July. July. Ooh. Wow. Um, <laughs> so we should actually have officially licensed art for, uh, all of our characters around then. Uh, I, I forgot then...
2: that we did that. I just got excited oh again. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> uh,
1: so for any of you who are, in, uh, artistically inclined and wish to do so, Feel free to kind of keep an eye out for that and then uh, create your own fan art of uh, yes. like situations based on uh, what you see as the official character art for things so that you can recreate your very own moments, such as uh, the uh, copulation with a coat rack, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Harpy sisters, uh, the Red Jills. Um, there's tons of really awesome moments. Me uh, stabbing you someone care. in the neck? Yeah, you know, for a hat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, Curry making someone that hat made a journey.
2: I think that hat. I think the hat was an afterthought. I think you just wanted to murder, and then afterwards, i was like, actually, I'm going to pick this up. As no, well. I wanted the hat all
0: along.
4: Sure. I think what would be cool too is that if we do get to like fan art, like showcasing it on stream. If ever, yeah, if it'll be showcased somebody, on stream. Yeah. Does. With that, of course, like during breaks or beginning or end, kind of thing. Like it'd be nice to showcase everyone's art. Yeah.
1: Actually, um, die. I'm I'm not gonna lie. The first time that we actually get our officially licensed art, I will legitimately cry.
2: Probably <laughs> like, same. I,
1: I will I will cry my eyes out.
0: The, um, the artists we found, like I think Ben and I like sat in like a call for like a couple hours, going through like different. Websites and like different, the 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 one we found I found, like in the beginning, and like yeah. I always had it there on the side, like maybe maybe maybe, but like we went through a lot of different artists, but like the one we found I'm really happy with, like there are I can't wait for you guys to see it. Their art's amazing. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> I'm I'm so nervous at the fact that like like. At, Everybody is going to get, like, officially licensed art of their character. But, like, I'm getting officially licensed art of me as a dungeon (laughs) master.
0: That's, I I said that. I was like, let's get art done. And I was like, seven. And Wes is like, seven? You're six? I was like, no, you're getting, we're getting Wes (laughs) commissioned art. Like, he's our DM. He's a character in this. He's
1: getting art made of himself. So. And I'm. I'm going to cry. Like, I, yeah. I'm already tearing up right now. I'm going to tell you all oh. I'm going to cry. Like, seeing myself as an officially, like, commissioned character. Oh my god, t-shirts!
0: To- I can't wait for like this. Th- I'm like thinking of things.
1: Uh, oh my gosh. We get t-shirts of ourselves. Um, <laughs> but uh, that kind of wraps up all of the questions that, uh, that we had uh, for tonight. Um, both from ourselves and from the community. Thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. This was a lot of fun getting to just yeah. kind of like chat all things Daddies and Divas and D&D and uh, LGBTQIA. This has been really, really awesome. Um, and I really had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, yeah this is really good do this, actually.
4: Do this more, this would had be great. great. And I think like, even if, if it does get to the point where we could start diving into like backstory or like questions about past episodes, uh, Taking questions from chat is great, but maybe we can find a way. If people want to submit questions in case we start beforehand. I think that would be perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, also, I do want to do later on where we ask your questions, like, like Ben, why did you do this decision as Ace? You know, things like that. <laughs> what were you fucking thinking? Not like uh, angrily, but like you know, like <laughs> your thought process of why you're doing this, why are you doing that, things uh, like yeah. that, or yeah. like how cool. someone felt in this moment, that moment. But like, I would want that to be, you know, like like peer review. Not peer review. That's a really weird way to say it. Peer interview, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's workshop. We're workshopping it. We're workshopping it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool because like we were all there seeing it happen, but like. You know, th- why would you do that lane? Hmm? Like things like that. Right.
2: Daddy's, Daddy's, and I
0: want to d-
2: interviews.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're really stick with zenses, okay? That's the only good punch for tonight.
5: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Trust your zenses, Zenta. i no. Skylark, thank you. This was absolutely Daddy's and Diva's. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Perfect. Oh, that's oh, what we're calling from now on.
1: Untucked. Tucked.
2: Untucked. That's amazing. Genius. It could be called unhooked because of the coat right. Genius.
1: Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> we're done. Cut the camera. And
4: a wrap.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so tomorrow, um, eight PM, same place here. I don't know why I say it so weirdly, like it here it's where it happens here. Um we will be live with our... <laughs> here! McDonald's! McDonald's! <laughs> Pizza Okay, sorry. Um... <laughs> um... Carry <it> away,
1: Wes! <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a ton of fun. Uh, we actually had a really, really fun time with this. Um, so check back in, let us know what you thought in, uh... Uh, Cruise Discord server, things like that. Hit us up, let us know. Um, um what yeah. sorts some other things you want to see that are kind of like, this. But don't
2: criticize us, otherwise, we'll cry. i okay, Fucking <laughs> <Well, laughs> yeah.
1: we'll
2: do it. Like, <laughs> do
4: also, it. Also, like, like, we'll see you tomorrow. Like, I'm so excited exactly. for tomorrow's episode. Yeah.
1: Yes, if you I'm haven't ready. got caught up yet,
4: go, go so, right now. Exclamation
1: episode. point YouTube,
0: watch. Exclamation it. point YouTube. I, I think episodes one through three are like the beginning arc. I don't know what to call it. Like, I want to like. What would you call yeah. it, Wes? What would you name episodes one through three as like?
1: I will. I will come up with a, a fancy schmancy arc name. Okay. Like they do whenever they like name a season of a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Tomorrow starts like a new arc. Like we're going places. Mm. So catch up if you can. It's if a, you can't, you could just call it a prologue. I guess. Oh uh, my. Well.
5: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well.
2: Yeah, um, it's not as fun, though.
0: But <laughs> tomorrow begins, I feel like, a much bigger thing. We don't know what's going yes. on, clearly. But tomorrow mm. starts stuff. Stuff's going to stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so since they're
1: heading out on their brand new leg of the journey, if you know people who haven't watched yet that you think would really enjoy it, go ahead and just encourage them to come join us tomorrow, since we are starting days. out on a brand new arc. And it would be a yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect uh, beginning for them. Mm-hmm.
0: We're level two. We can take on anything. I can I can punch things
1: at extra time now.
5: Oh, the possibilities oh are God. endless.
1: I'm gonna immediately oh. write that down real quick. They can handle anything. Um, <laughs> Emmy, <laughs> uh, thank Emmy! you for the raid.
0: Thank oh. you for the raid. Oh no! Wait, okay, Wait. we can't we can't end right now. Real quick, okay. Emmy. <laughs> so we were about to end, but you just raided. Um, we are doing q and A Q&A session of D and D. So if you all have any questions that you would like to throw at us about anything, now's your time. Um, throw it at us like spaghetti on a wall. Yeah.
4: Any questions no, no, no. you guys have for any of us <laughs> or as a group, as a production of the of what we're doing right now, um, we're taking any and all questions.
0: Yeah. So um,
4: thank
0: you so much but. For you. Guys. Yeah. If. Do you guys have a place where your character descriptions are posted? And has the art been made yet? So, um, we do have character descriptions written up that I made everyone type up for me. Thank you. Um, We have art commissioned. They they haven't got back to us yet. Um, I'm suspecting around middle of July is when she said she suspects us to get commissioned art. But I know Emmy is one of the ones who wants to do fan art of us. Um, so Emmy, if you want me to, I can DM you somehow, give you the character descriptions if everyone's okay with it. I would have to ask her permission first. Just warning that mine's
4: really long in our in some of our in the commands in chat, too. If you do exclamation point any of our characters, it'll have a a very brief description, but I think she wants more
0: detailed, like hair color, uh, things like uh, that. Um, But I like to draw D and D characters in my spare time. That's perfect. If you want, oh I can. Gosh. Again, I'm gonna like. I'll I'll DM you, Emmy. We'll talk. Um, is it more fun to play in an all queer group? I mean, I think it'll be fun to play it in any group. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I I will say that I think it is. Um, there, there's a lot of mindfulness that comes from playing in a all queer group. Um, uh both in mindfulness of uh, like making sure folks are uh, paying attention to uh like the care given to other characters, um, but also in like the actual like storylines and the content. Um, uh, earlier, uh, in the show, uh, we actually talked about, Um, uh, some of the portrayals of uh, some of the the creatures that the folks have come in contact with. Um, In one of the episodes, actually two of the episodes, they came in contact with a group of harpies. Um, And I, as a dungeon master, are very, very uh, cognizant of uh, not uh, forcing uh, the uh, uh, initial stereotypes and portrayals as something just being evil, just because that's what a book tells me it is. Um, and leaning away from those kind of like inherent um, uh, racially-minded ideals behind some group of people is inherently evil and one group of people is inherently good. Um, And I think a lot of that comes from uh, being mindful of those uh, stereotypes of uh, queer people in Mm -hmm. media. Um, Oftentimes, whenever somebody is like, Uh, For instance, uh, they uh, have done this many times in uh, Star Trek and many other different things. Whenever there is a quote-unquote evil version of a character, oftentimes they're queer-coded. So uh, that's something that I am very mindful about uh, whenever it comes to uh, portraying um, uh, individuals um, and characters and uh, things like that. Um, so that's something that I would yes, absolutely, Doctor Zachary. De-colon, uh, Decolonized D and D, one hundred percent, absolutely. I agree. That is something that I'm very, very uh, uh, in uh, support of, um, and something that I'm, I'm very, very mindful of. And I think a lot of that comes with uh, being able to have the support of a uh, all LGBTQIA uh, group behind us. Yeah,
4: are we looking at the remove stereotyping of dwarves being stubborn? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Sure. Um I mean, it's not necessarily a, uh, a a stereotype but a character choice. so if it's somebody's character choice that that's what a uh, their particular dwarf is then that's what their particular dwarf is um but uh I, the idea of uh, character traits or personality traits um being uh, placed onto uh, any group of individuals just because they are of that group. Uh, is something that's uh, not quite right. And uh, that's something that a lot of groups, actually uh, Wizards of the Coast themselves, uh, have actually uh, started making strides towards. Uh, You all can actually go find some information about that, that they posted recently, about some of the efforts that they are currently making right now uh, in the portrayals of uh, Romani individuals as the Vistani in uh, The Curse of Strahd, that they have started to uh, kind of like push for uh, the betterment of and the better representation of. Um, And many ways that they're looking at doing so in future releases um so that's something that i'm, I'm really really proud with them for kind of finally taking a step forward um so that's uh one of the things that uh i'm uh, really really uh excited about for uh, upcoming and so that kind of fell off on a tangent from somebody asking me how it feels to play in an all uh LGBTQIA <laughs> yeah. group. but uh that's kind of why um yeah. it's something that I'm, I'm able to be mindful of uh because of the group of people that i'm around of um.
3: Uh, I, I was gonna say that um, I did see that someone asked like what what classes they yeah, were doing. We went ahead and did the the like exclamation point, but since we don't have our names up of our character, they don't necessarily know who's right. who. Should we just, should we just um, do a
2: little round thing again? Yeah. yeah.
3: Do we want to do we want to circle back to Curry and just go through yeah. the line real quick?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, maybe more detailed the last time at the beginning. Sure. <laughs>
0: okay. So uh, my name is Curry. Hey, listen. You're cutting me off. Um, Rude. I'm Curry Kalel, welcome to my channel. Um, So, um, I play Clark, uh, Clark Winnow. Uh, I am a divine soul sorcerer. Um, A lot of stuff is, you know, we can't really go into backstory because we haven't gotten to that part, but like... Yeah, divine soul sorcerer, loving it. Pulling in ice here and there because I have ray of frost. Okay, continue.
3: I remember a physical description real quick.
0: Oh! Was... I look like myself, kind of. I don't know. Maybe I don't really remember. Like, I I gave, like, a description to the artist, but, like, I'm waiting for her what, to
4: show me what I look like. <laughs> 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 what, about, what about, like, your temperament, though? Your personality? Oh, like...
0: my personality's kind of like myself, I feel. Like, really inquisitive. Um...
3: Sometimes
0: maybe, maybe a little
3: more bloodthirsty? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. For reasons.
0: Yeah. I protect the people I care about, and that's why.
2: That um, guy was unconscious on the floor. <laughs> he sticked a knife
5: in his neck.
3: <laughs> it got a little intense.
0: Just a little bit. So. Um, he scratched speakers. Yeah, Emmy. So, in our character sheets, I did put down, like, I did put down in our character descriptions that, um, I would like the artist to stick with what we wrote, but anything we did not touch base on, they have artistic freedom. So like mm-hmm. a lot of minds that I gave her is artistic freedom. Cause I feel like, you know, giving the backstory that we give and like just a couple, like I, I did say I have like, you know, medium hair kind of early, blah, 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 things like that. Um, green eyes, things like that. I would like to see that, but like, I'm letting her decide more like just go wild with it have fun because i feel like that's when an ar- when an artist has fun that's when art is really really cool you know they can come with crazy things that i did i wouldn't think of so um green eyes are best co- right you're nice um but yeah so my character is kind of you know like is um, my alignment is neutral good i think mm-hmm. um but i'm just kind of like new to the world because i lived on an island my whole life so yeah okay your turn <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> i play
2: uh ace who's an aracocra monk um he's he's an owl he has uh like deep kind of golden feathers uh green eyes <laughs> i with my character description i went like into like kind of like stupid detail because i'm a bird so i've talk about a lot of like random things and then i had to, I had to put so many references just like my, i want my legs to look like this i want my wings to look like this i want my face to look like this because you can't just like it's not like describing a human being <laughs> to like go into like ridiculous detail um uh but i, I think what's my alignment my, my alignment's chaotic and good i also grew up on an island but i will totally just like like, do damage to myself if, like, a friend is, is like, about to get hit or something. Like, I'll take that. I'll take that for you.
0: And I will kill someone in the neck if my friends are in, in danger. In the neck?
2: The you rest know? of their body completely alive. Yeah, yeah but just the in the
0: neck. <laughs> I really wanted that hat.
2: <laughs> um, Period. Yeah, I think that's, like... Just like I'm just like in standard like monk attire. I have I have some of those like like beads and stuff. I have a big like like green gem around my neck, which you like find out what you get some like clues about the kind of thing that it is in the most recent episodes. Um
0: which by the way, here's that? a plug to our YouTube. Our previous three episodes <laughs> are on YouTube if you'd like to watch them and wait. catch up. Um also real also side quick preface. Tonight's a special night. We're just doing a QA tonight, but episode four is going to be tomorrow at eight o'clock so if everyone's around and want to see d d we are we are having a session this week it's just tomorrow a 8, 8 p.m eastern um a couple of our friends who are usually here with us there's usually a lot more people on screen um we it's a six player team plus Wes rdm um they're they couldn't be here tonight um so that's why we're doing like a little Q&A tonight so that's a little bit of that so all right let's just your turn
4: Oh, um, so I play, uh, my name is Fenris, or Dan, um, and I played Lucius, um, and he is a druid. Um, he is one of the most fun characters I've had the privilege of playing so far. He is, um, he is naive. (laughs) Uh, That is how I would describe him. Um, naive and probably sees the world through, um, Rose-colored glasses, a little bit in some ways. Um, curious, maybe almost to a fault sometimes. Um, a little bit awkward in certain situations, uh, but overall, you can tell his heart is probably in the good, in the best place. Like, <laughs> um, loves juice. Loves juice. Just very innocent. You can tell that he is not accustomed to a lot of uh, the norm in everyday life. Um, so he comes across as strange, um, and asks, asks some very choice questions.
3: Like, what is money?
4: What is money? <laughs> um, where do you put your cities? Um, oh, things Lord. like that. Uh, I zip. <laughs> yeah. Where's your zipper? Um, <laughs> just strange things. Um, but also he is, um, for his character description, he is, I think I have him as like five, ten five eleven uh blonde hair like shaggy bangs he looks very unkept uh he has the the back of his hair is kind of like um in a longer held ponytail or uh kind of thin um he has golden eyes he wears kind of looks like dirtyish clothes he doesn't necessarily clean it so much uh and he has a he has a necklace that he likes to wear that he's revealed a few times this fall. Time, um, that is a like a red garnet type jewel with mistletoe. Um, other than that, yeah, he's uh, he's always smiling. He always looks like he's in on a joke that you haven't caught uh, it in. Oh.
3: Um- so, uh, hi, I'm Lane. <laughs> um, I play the character Zinta, uh, who is a half-orc barbarian. Um, she's a bounty hunter by trade, um, and kind of, I guess, is the one that sort of kicked off like this whole shebang in terms of uh, she had a job and everyone else just kind of fell in. Um, but <laughs> I feel like she's kind of uh, started to encompass a very interesting a role within the group. Um, I originally had her alignment as chaotic neutral, but I'm thinking I might have to revisit it
5: <laughs>
3: um, because there's a lot of chaos in this group, and Zinta has somehow become kind of the the steady rock, <laughs> the voice of reason, if you will. That's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, she's she's pretty large at at six foot two, um, about you know 190 pounds. She she's a big girl. Um, and I feel like when I was making her, I might have channeled a little bit of how much I would like to be a badass and how much yeah. I would want a badass. Uh, so she's rocking like a black mohawk. Um, you know, I get, get some like scars and stuff on her face. Like she, she looks like a serious customer. Um, so I'm really excited to see kind of what the, the artist comes up with in, in terms of that, because I did give her quite a bit of freedom. But um, yeah, Cinta is is a tough cookie.
1: <laughs> Perfect, yeah. And uh, actually, in, um, in uh, text chat here, you saw uh, uh, Mag, the New York Puerto Rican, uh, who is one of our other uh, players um uh he plays uh salmugundi keister the master of keisters a uh a half water genasi uh cleric uh and then we also have uh kill cannon who plays kill cannon uh a uh an asmar bard uh soon to be the best bard in the land or so he says um and uh, we actually just finished up our first arc, as some folks said. Uh, so you can actually uh, check out uh, our- The We are not calling it that. <laughs> uh, you all can check out our first three episodes on YouTube. Um, but also, if you are just joining us uh, from uh, uh, um, Amelia's stream, uh, first off, thank you all so much for coming yeah. in. Thank and uh, second off, uh, if you all are uh, interested in it, actually, tomorrow. Uh, we are going to start an absolutely brand new arc, uh, leaving uh, the port city that they were at and heading off into the world to their next uh, destination. Um, so it's a great time to go ahead and pick up and join us and uh, come hang out with us. But uh, I think that's all the time that we have for tonight. Actually,
2: mm. join us for Doc Water Juice Part Two. <laughs> Yeah, i mean, dropped the juice to electric boogaloo. Yes.
3: <laughs> you know, I find it funny that Wes is all like, "No, absolutely not to the Doc Writer juice." When he is, in fact, the one that said it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> his his NBC served it to me. So.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's
4: <me> a. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is. True. Uh, oh, Curry, you are muted.
5: Stop it! Yeah. No,
0: I was, I was eating the air. I wasn't talking. I wasn't muted. I was eating the air.
1: It's yummy I tonight. Please, I didn't reach my hand forward and press the unmute button. No, I mean, not at see, all.
3: Do you see? Zinta has to be the voice of reason.
4: Oh yeah.
3: There's just, there's just so much happening all the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
4: but yeah.
0: Anyways, uh, everyone, thanks for coming by tonight. It was uh, a a nice. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. A, I think we did a great job. Yeah. Um, yeah
2: we're definitely going to
0: be more of these in the future. Yeah, we're going to be doing more of these, uh, da- uh, daddies and divas untucked. Unhooked. Um, <laughs> unhooked. Unhooked. I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Daddy Emmy, thank you for the raid again. Yeah, um, I Emmy, mean, thank
4: you so much.
3: Yes, Emmy. Thank
0: you. Yeah. If you, oh, I didn't give a shout out to Emmy, but if you guys are not following Emmy, go give her a follow. She plays Overwatch. She's great. Um, she's also an amazing artist. Go show her some love. Um, thank you for the shout out. Undocked.
2: Okay, <gasps> Un- Mag. I think that one wins. I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my lord. oh lord. Oh my lord. Oh my
3: gosh.
0: Uh, but yes, <laughs> tomorrow will be. Session four, beginning of a new camp, not campaign, what the heck? New arc in our campaign is what I meant to say. Um, and before I throw it over to everybody else, I want to thank Lane for the art that she's provided. I want to thank Ben for doing the overlays again. I want to thank Wester DMing and I want to thank Hill and Mag and Shane for joining us on the wild ride. And I want to thank myself for being handsome and, 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 know, and, it and away.
2: organizing everything <laughs>
0: yes and for organizing everything i guess <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah stick it away now
2: i think i think i think that will be good like,
0: yeah oh we're good
3: uh, i didn't know if anybody yeah. want to say
4: anything i think I'm we're good. Kind of kind of it. Like, yeah. looking forward to tomorrow and seeing all you guys there
3: yeah a lot of fun no we'd be thrilled to see like new faces or people coming back and and whatnot
4: and yes yes uh, yeah. uh
1: memento dream orb all y'all that came in thank you so much for all the questions and the conversation at the end of this this was really exciting
0: yeah yes um i did see it a couple times tonight we will we will i have it wasn't on the list but now we're ready to the list we will talk about merch because like i've seen a couple people say merch so I think, like I think that like
2: we I want to make stickers out of that
0: emo that we yeah. made. So yeah, we do have an emo of our logo. I mean, just did it. We will. We will. We, it'll be in the works. I I didn't think it was much of a demand, but I guess seeing crazy. In a imagine couple that, of, that
2: on a dad hat. Yeah, I'd buy the shit out of that.
0: My ghost dad hat. Ghost.
2: <laughs> just imagine that, but with the emo on it.
0: So yes. Um. Alright, I, uh, I, we will see you all tomorrow.
1: See y'all then, everybody.
3: Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Bye. Good night.
0: Um, real quick, uh, we are gonna go raid Kill Cannon, who is our bard on the stream. So if y'all can spam, um, what should we spam to him? Like, uh, hows? Oh yeah, if you have the logo, spam the logo. Uh, we're gonna do raid. If y'all can spam this, it'll be great. All right, guys,
5: let's head over there now. All right, see you guys later.